Welcome to That's a Hard No, the podcast about saying no and setting boundaries to become the authentic and empowered you that this world needs. I'm Sarah Saunders. And I'm Heather Drago. For those of you returning, thanks for sticking with us. We appreciate you and we're glad you're finding our content helpful. A quick reminder, while Sarah is a licensed professional clinical counselor, This podcast is in no way a replacement for one-on-one therapy with a mental health professional. If you are struggling with mental health issues, we welcome you on this journey, but also invite you to seek out professional help. Go to this episode's page on our website and click the link to find a therapist near you. Today, Sarah is going to help us understand emotional intelligence by breaking down the five key elements. She'll also provide us with actionable tips to apply in our daily lives to help deepen and grow our emotional intelligence. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Heather. So in our interview with Jamal Collins, he actually referenced emotional intelligence a few times, which Mm -hmm. got my brain to thinking, I don't think this term, this concept is talked about a lot. So I just wanted to share some things, um, you know, to kind of get you guys more aware of emotional intelligence and what exactly it is. If you have not had the chance, by the way, to listen to the interview with Jamal Collins, I would highly encourage you to listen. Um, It's episode six. He is an incredibly talented graphic designer and visual communication design instructor from East Cleveland, Ohio. He found his calling as a teacher and mentor with the Boys and Girls Club of America. He founded the Creative um, Kid Group, through which he provides art education to inner city at-risk kids and adults. It was a really fun interview to do, and I think you guys would really enjoy it. Yeah, he's such a sweetheart and so funny and just so honest, just the most authentic person. I just, I loved talking with him. I loved listening to it when I was editing and he's just a joy, just a joy. Absolutely. I I couldn't agree more. So make sure you guys go back and listen. That was episode six. So let me start by just briefly defining emotional intelligence. So it's the ability to understand, use and manage our own emotions in positive ways to relieve stress, communicate effectively, empathize with others, overcome challenges, and diffuse conflict. So there's a lot that is packed into that small term emotional intelligence. So that's why I am going to do my best to kind of keep this mini so short, but I want to break this down for you so that you can better understand it. So according to Daniel Goleman, he is an American psychologist who helped to popularize this term emotional intelligence. He breaks down there's five key elements, I'm going to list them. And then I'm going to elaborate. Um, So the first one is self awareness, then there's self-regulation, motivation, empathy, and social skills. In his book, Working with Emotional Intelligence, he actually cites Harvard Business School research that determined that emotional intelligence, this is crazy, it counts twice as much as IQ and technical Hmm. skills combined in determining who will be successful. Wow, that's fascinating. 
I think so too. So we're going to break these down. So self-awareness is basically recognizing your feelings as they occur. Self-regulation is the ability to manage your emotional reactions. That's your impulse control and just like recovering from difficult challenging situations. Then you have your motivation. This is actually a skill, which I think some people don't realize. Like some people will kind of be like, I just wish I had more motivation, right? Like Mm -hmm, it's actually mm -hmm. a skill that you have to develop and using your emotions in the sense of a goal, staying hopeful despite setbacks. We did in the very beginning of our podcast, Finding Your Why, we had a mini-so, which outlines how to develop that skill. So if you want to dive deeper into that, I would encourage you to go back and listen to that mini-so. We also have empathy. So emotional sensitivity to others. This is actually, empathy is actually a talent. So being able to tune into others' feelings and reading their unspoken messages. I know there's kind of this buzzword, um, empaths. I'm not sure, Heather, if you've heard that term or not. Mm -hmm. Um, But empaths are highly sensitive individuals who have a keen ability to kind of sense what other people are feeling and thinking around them. Um, Psychologists may use this term empath to describe a person that experiences a great deal of empathy, sometimes even to a point of taking on the pain of others and their experience. Um. And then you have social skills. So when outlining emotional intelligence, the term social skills, it's it refers to skills that are needed to handle and influence other people's emotions effectively. So once you are able to understand and manage your own emotions, then you can start to understand the emotions and feelings of others, um, mm-hmm. which is where kind of that empathy comes into play. And that influences then your social interactions. When emotions run high, and I've talked about this in previous episodes, if you think of emotions like a thermometer, when your temperature is high, your emotions are heightened, and we often like will experience brain fog in those times. So I also talk about like driving in a car that has like a muddy windshield. When you're kind of calm, your emotions aren't heightened, you're your windshield's completely clean. But then Mm -hmm. as your temperature starts to rise, more and more mud kind of gets on that windshield. And then before you know it, when your temperature is very high, your windshield's completely muddy. Um, And so it changes, it actually changes the way our brain functions. It diminishes like our cognitive ability, our decision making. Um, Mm -hmm. And so it's important to be very mindful of, of understanding that emotional, um, that emotional temperature. So when we can better understand and manage our emotions, we will then see success in both our personal and our professional lives. While you were just while you were describing the muddy windshield, I was thinking of our Cleveland winters and the salty windshields. <laughs> you know, exactly. you've run out of windshield fluid and you're driving along and the truck splatters it on your windshield and you can't see. And 
you know, it just gets wider and wider and you can't see where you're going. And I was thinking about times when, you know, there's been com- conflict or arguments and, and you blurt something out. And then later on you think, oh, why didn't I say this? Or why didn't I, why didn't I uh, think of this? And so I, I was thinking of your parking lot, you know, park it, put a pin in it, whatever, come back to it later. So yeah, all these, all these things we've been talking about, I kind of see woven in this conversation we're having now, um, where we're trying to just kind of use emotional intelligence to kind of regulate um, how we react to all these things. Exactly. And, you know, when I, as a mom, when I think about that muddy windshield or, you know, the winter windshield, it's like, (laughs) I can, you know, I start my day off, I have my, you know, morning routine, everything's good my windshield's clean. And then all of a sudden, one of the kids will have a meltdown. And then the next thing I know, there's a little bit of mud that splatters. And I'm like, okay, I've still got this. And then the next thing I know, he's still having the meltdown, then the baby starts to cry, then I spill something, right? So it's like, all of these things just keep happening and more and more like muck and mud Mm -hmm. and whatever just gets to that windshield. And then the next thing you know, I might yell or behave in a way that my brain knows I shouldn't, but I do because my brain's fogged at that point because I'm overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. So managing emotions is especially important important in situations when we're under pressure. So for example, you might notice in times of giving and receiving feedback, meeting tight deadlines, dealing with challenging relationships. Right now, as like Christmas is coming, it it can be a very exciting time, but it's also a high stress. You know, do we have all of the gifts? Do we have these things checked off of our list? Um, Do we have enough money to buy presents or have a nice meal or any, you know, a lot of people are really struggling with resources in general. Exactly. And so working through those setbacks. Research proves that the brain is extraordinarily flexible, which is why for those of you that listen in often, I talk about and preach about growth mindset. So the skills that I had talked about earlier, they can be improved through conscious effort learning and practicing, you can actually improve your emotional intelligence regardless of of your age. So if you're looking to, if you do want to boost your emotional intelligence, um, you know, get a pen and paper ready or something to write on or just keep listening and we'll have these in our show notes. But I am going to share with you just some tips to kind of help you grow these emotional intelligence skills. So the first one that we had talked about was self-awareness. So in order to kind of grow this self-awareness skill, keeping a journal is really, really helpful. Um, If you spend just a few minutes each day writing down your thoughts, it can move you to a higher degree of self-awareness slowing down. This is something that I have to work on. Um, (laughs) When you experience anger or other strong emotions, again, when your temperature is high, if you can slow down, 
pause in those moments and really kind of examine the why behind the emotion. Where is this emotion stemming from? I tell clients this all the time. I work with a lot. I do a lot of parent coaching and I always remind parents and remind kids, all feelings are welcome. All behaviors are not. And so being able to acknowledge, slow down, acknowledge what you're feeling and why, where that feeling's coming from. When, when I was raising young children like you, I used to tell my kids when they would just push my buttons and I was just like the, at the limit, I would just say, you know what, mom needs a timeout. I need a timeout. I need five minutes to go. And I would either go walk around in circles in the backyard or lock myself in the bathroom or something so that I was safely nearby. But like, I cannot take you people anymore. You little people are driving me crazy. Um, and I would just like calm down, take some deep breaths and just kind of play in my head like okay what how do I respond and take that time and and now like I also imagine people and I've been in this in this boat before where something happens professionally and someone does something that makes you really angry and you you start to you know send off a really angry email Mm -hmm. um, or something that you know you're going to end up regretting later so that's when you you know save that to your draft folder right (laughs) and come back to it the next day and then decide if it's worth sending or maybe you just delete that email and you write a new one but yeah taking time to like take a breath assess your feelings and then decide what you're going to do is so important and you bring up a really good point heather because i also think it's really important for people to remember to verbalize that to actually put language so rather than just walking away telling your right. kids like verbalizing, I am taking a break, mommy's having a hard time. Because not only are you then teaching through modeling, how Mm -hmm. to slow down and be self aware. But if you just walk away without expressing what you're doing, kids can interpret or your spouse can interpret that as feeling rejected. So making Mm -hmm. sure that you are using words is really important. Mm-hmm. The other thing we're going to um, go into the self-regulation. So know your values and identify your boundaries. So do you have a clear idea of where you will absolutely not compromise? So in other words, what's your hard notes? Really being able to identify that, spend some time, almost like this code of ethics that you have for yourself. If you know what's important to you, then you're less likely to think twice when you face these like tough moral or ethical decisions. And that can be, you know, in relationships, in parenting, professionally. So, so really kind of identifying what are your hard notes. Another tip for self-regulation is to hold yourself accountable. So if you tend to blame others when something goes wrong, I would really encourage you to have self-awareness and to stop that behavior. So make a commitment to admit to your mistake and to just face whatever the natural consequence is. Um, Studies have proven that when you take ownership, responsibility, and accountability for your actions, you actually sleep better. 
I know that I need more sleep. So this is one small thing that you can do. Just holding yourself accountable can help with better sleep. (laughs) And also it can help you just earn respect from others as well as respecting yourself. Um, Kind of going back to the self-awareness, one of the other pieces of this self-regulation is practicing staying calm. So this is a skill because you have to practice it. Um, The next time you're in a challenging situation, just be really aware of how you act. I always um, remind my clients, like I had mentioned before, all feelings are welcome. You can feel however you want to feel. All behaviors are are not welcome. So this is where self-care really comes into play. Find what works for you and then practice it. So some quick suggestions to stay calm in the moment is practice taking deep breaths. Practice, you can just count, um, taking a drink of water, like Heather was was mentioning verbally saying like, I need a break, I need to walk Mm -hmm. away. Those are just some really helpful things to self-regulate. So now we're going to transition into the motivation. So I had mentioned earlier that why piece is really important. I'm not going to spend a ton of time on this one, but if you go back to our mini-sode to finding your why, you'll get a refresher on how to... um, you know, how to develop that skill. And then you can write it down somewhere. And you can even start each day by reading it or writing it out. That's going to help you keep that motivation going. Being hopeful and grateful. I know that this is a hard one for me. And I know this is a hard one for a lot of people right now, specifically during the time that we're in. But it is, it's something that you have to practice. So every time you face a challenge, try to find at least one good thing about the situation. Like I mentioned, this can be really difficult in the the day day and age that we're in right now, um, especially mm-hmm. if you are in a challenging moment. But try and find at least one good thing, especially if our brain is naturally wired through learned behavior of or of years of kind of negative thinking. It can take a while to develop this skill, but you can develop it through daily gratitude practice. So write down a few simple phrases that you can repeat to yourself during those challenging moments. For me personally, one of the things that I constantly have to remind myself is it's all figureoutable. I tell myself that over and over. It's it's all figureoutable. It's okay. It's going to be okay. This is temporary, not permanent. That's the thing I keep saying to myself this whole year with everything is I can get through this. I've been through hard things before. This is temporary. We'll get to the other side. Everything's going to, you know, eventually be okay. But it's, yeah, I have to say it a lot. This is temporary. (laughs) This is temporary. You know, it takes, like you said, practice. And do you get like a little sense of relief when you're able to just remind your brain of that? I just feel calmer. Mm-hmm. I just feel like it, like again, you know, we're going to talk about this um, more and we've touched on this already, but you know, the holidays just kind of bring up a lot of emotions 
And I find myself getting teary or choked up. And I, I just say, you know what? This is temporary. This is temporary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're going to get through this. Next year will be different, you know? So, um, yeah, you just have to, uh, you know, talk to yourself like we've talked about before. Right. That self-talk is so important. So now we're going to jump into the empathy piece. So put yourself in someone else's shoes. I know that you've probably heard this term before, but it is easy to support your own point of view. There is so much social media out there. There are so many things that if you have a certain stance, you can find information to back up your point of view. But Mm -hmm. I really encourage you to take time to look at situations from other people's perspectives. I actually work daily with clients on developing this skill of perspective taking. So if you're kind of noticing in your own life as you're gaining more self-awareness that this is something you really struggle with. I just want you to know that you're not alone. This is something that a lot of people do struggle with. So there's actually a handout that I use with clients, which is from Psychology Tools. Um, I'm going to link this in the show notes. And it's all it's also going to be located on our website under the resource tab. And it's unhelpful thinking style. So social skills, this is the last element. So out of all five of the elements of emotional intelligence, developing social skills is one of the most difficult for people, especially in today's day and age, when we're not doing as much face-to-face interpersonal interactions. So social skills encompass a wide range of relationship and interpersonal skills. This term, social skills, it covers a variety of like skills and competencies, many of which are rooted in self-esteem and personal confidence. So by developing your social skills, being easy to talk to, being a good listener, um, being sharing and trustworthy, you also become more charismatic and more personable, more personable to people. So because it would take honestly multiple episodes to touch on this category, if you find that you are struggling socially, I would encourage you to read Get Out of Your Head by Jeannie Allen. It is a wonderful book and can kind of help you, um, with some of that emotional intelligence, but specifically relating to other people socially. And, you know, I, I didn't realize until pretty recently that not everyone just inherently has these skills and, you know, people have different levels of emotional intelligence and social skills. And I feel like I'm pretty, pretty um, empathetic and pretty in tune with people. I can read a room. I'm, you know, I'm, I, I work very hard on these social skills, but not everyone does. And so um, I didn't realize it was something that was a learned thing, you know, and I just thought it was like a character flaw if you didn't have it. And, and what I've learned recently is that's that's not the case. You can't beat yourself up if it's something you have difficulty with. It's something you can learn. 
Exactly. And I work with a lot of kids on the autism spectrum. I think I've mentioned Mm -hmm. that before. And so we literally some of the sessions that I would do, and this was previously in my career, I did a lot more of this, but just the idea of like making eye contact when you're talking to someone and Mm -hmm. conversation skills, you know, reciprocating conversation Um, Mm -hmm. those are things that they might come naturally to some people, but they don't come naturally to a lot of people. And so just like social, it's saying social skills, they are skills and you have to work on them to improve them. So, you know, we live in a day and age when we can earn a certification in any number of topics to boost our careers, um, thank you, technology. But sadly, mm-hmm. we can't earn a certificate in emotional intelligence. That's something that we have to address as individuals to recognize that it is important. Um, and we have to choose to improve it and to continue to work on it, probably for the rest of our lives, because our brain is constantly growing and evolving. But the payoffs are worth it as we become better employees, leaders, spouses, parents, and all around better people if we can be more attuned to our emotional intelligence and grow in that area. Well, that's all fantastic information. And I'm definitely going to go back and look at these tools and, and books. So I, I, my pile of books is growing, Sarah, as we do these episodes, <laughs> I have a stack yes. that just keeps getting taller and taller. Yeah. Um, so yeah, really great information. I really appreciate you sharing all of that. And and it's bite size, right? Like I, I tell right. people a lot, it's, I don't want you to eat an entire watermelon in one bite. It would be impossible, mm-hmm. but just slice by slice. So maybe just taking one of the elements that I talked about and just practicing that. And then once that becomes something that you feel more comfortable with, add another one. Yeah. So that's it for this time, guys. Next time, we'll be back with another mini-sode about developing your arsenal of skills through learning and practicing how to set boundaries. Bye for now. Welcome to the Bravery Academy. My name is Emma Ferris and I'm your host. This podcast is crafted to share the stories of courageous individuals who have overcome adversity and found the courage to live their best lives. We'll explore the science of well-being, courage and connection and interview top thought leaders, game changers and survivors. And it's from these stories that we learn what resilience is, how to heal, how to recover and how to be brave.